Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said this morning that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said this morning that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe and believing obey. Amen. I get it. I am a sentimental guy. At the very beginning of this pandemic, as we were all starting to get used to phrases like shelter in place and stay at home, we were all falling deep into sentimentality. So I was in a rough shape. I remember sitting on the couch with my seven-year-old son and looking into his brown-green eyes with this look of adoration. I'm so proud you're my son, I told him. And he just looked at me and he, he blinked. And then he told me, Dad, I think I have a loose tooth. <laughs> and he used his tongue to show me. I thought we were about to have this great moment of togetherness, but we were missing each other. I'm going to go out on a limb. If you have been spending the better part of the last two months in the same house with the same people, you have had the same kind of conversations, the kind where you just miss one another. This kind of thing happens in the church all the time. I have a friend who started his ministry at a new church a few years ago, and he was so excited about celebrating his first Easter there. He gathered up some of the members together to discuss how they might decorate the sanctuary. He wanted something colorful, something creative, something fresh. And after hearing his ideas, the members told him that they had it covered. He had enough to do to prepare the sermon and the service. And so... Off he went, he left it to them, and on Easter Sunday he put on his white robe and gathered his hymnal and papers and proceeded to the rear of the church for the processional. And that was the first moment he set eyes on it. The decorators had affixed a giant purple and yellow butterfly to the pulpit. The butterfly is an ancient symbol of the resurrection, but this was giant. I've seen pictures. It dwarfed my friend. And he preached that first Easter sermon in its shadow. They had talked about it, but clearly, very clearly, they had missed each other. Churches are so good at this. I can almost hear the church leaders saying, Amen! Intentions get misconstrued. Ideas get committified. Priorities go sideways, and we miss each other. Churches are so good at missing each other like this. But these days, we are missing one another in a different way. I had an idea for today. When we had to worship from home on Easter, I thought to myself, I can't wait to throw a big Easter celebration on Pentecost. We will sing, Christ the Lord is risen today and bring in some white lilies and spread 
plastic eggs all over the front lawn. Acts 2, the traditional Pentecost text, tells us that they were all together in one place and the sound like the rush of a violent wind came over the place where they were sitting. What a perfect moment that will be to rejoice in the postponed celebration of Easter on a day where we will be together in one place. And I am here at the church and you are not. I am here by myself and I am missing you and now we are missing one another. It turns out that churches are good at this kind of missing one another too. They have been for a long time. It's true that on the birthday of the church, they were together, huddled during the festival of Shavuot, 50 days after Passover, trying to make sense of the resurrection and subsequent ascension of Jesus into heaven. They were there for their safety as the empire saw them as a threat, and they were there for community as they wondered about the sudden departure of their friend Jesus. And little did they know that they were there to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit that came upon them as tongues of fire and gave them the ability to speak in other languages. They were able to speak so that no matter what language they used, they wouldn't be missing each other. Except it wasn't long before they were away from that room, no longer gathered in one place, no longer experiencing the rush of wind, no longer hearing the great preaching from Peter. They're missing each other. Maybe like we are. They're physically missing one another. By the end of chapter 2, they're back in the rhythm of life. And when the scriptures tell us they're together, a different Greek word is used from before. See, in the beginning of Acts 2, when they're gathered together, they are homu, in one place, physically together. But by the end of Acts 2, they're scattered. They are homothumadon, a different Greek word, which is translated as in one accord and comes from two Greek words, homu, meaning one, together, and thumadon, meaning passion or fire. They are in one passion. They were not called to take up one building, but to take on one heart. And the same is true of us as we are physically separated on a day that we might be missing one another. We are not called to take up one building, but to take on one heart. We are not called to take up one building, but to take on one heart which makes me think of butterflies. Not the butterfly on my friend's pulpit. It makes me think of the butterflies that migrate sometimes thousands of miles from Mexico to places along the eastern and western seaboards of the United States. The butterflies that leave in March and are headed for the summer in Santa Cruz, California or Cape May, New Jersey. 
the butterflies that finally make it to their destination in the United States, they're the third or fourth or fifth generation after those that begin the journey. And so they are not together physically with the forebearers. They have missed one another in their time on this planet, but they have not missed one another in purpose. They are in one accord with the generations that flew before them. They share of one heart for the destination before them. See, we may be missing one another on this planet right now, but the people of God have the Holy Spirit to keep us together toward one final destination in one heart for one purpose. And that purpose is to live our lives as the earliest Christians did after the ascension, as my friend did as he preached that first Easter sermon. Our purpose is to live our lives in the shadow of the butterfly, to live in the shadow of the one who took on the chrysalis of the tomb in one form and came out with all the color of life, flying free, promising the same for us if we might only follow him. See, I miss you all, and I get it. I am a sentimental guy, but I have to tell you, you are missed here. Churches miss their people, and the people of the church miss one another. I can tell you that, but I can also tell you that the Holy Spirit has been doing its work for a long time, from way before the time of that early church when they went their separate ways. So we can trust that however far apart we are, we are not missing from God. And we are not missing from the reason, the direction, the purpose, the heart, the fire that God means for us to have in giving us one another. Amen.